welcome back welcome back <laughs> hey y'all hey another one shout out to the consistency all right so anyway um i am dr samaria m Cobra. if this is your first time uh i am a um, licensed therapist i have over 16 years of experience uh in the field i am a uh business owner or what some people call a private practice owner uh, actually many years by now i think um I think I'll go into my eighth year, seventh, eighth year, being a private practice owner. Ain't that cray cray? Man, where did time go? Um, but I own a, a private practice that's called Kingdom Creative Counseling. I've written uh, a little over 60 books. My goal is 100 within the next five to 10 years. What else? I got all kinds of things, training courses and diddly dallies and uh, fun stuff, trainings and and what have you. And um, welcome to my channel, my podcast, or my Instagram, or wherever you are watching. Thank you for the subscribers, the little subscribers that could, and the lurkers. <laughs> All right, today we're going to talk about envy. I want to just give you this disclaimer, and no one has really asked me this, but I just thinking about, it just popped into my mind. Um, remember, um, I did talk a lot about problems. Um, and then I give you solutions. I never give you a problem without giving you, uh, solutions to that problem. But the reason why I tend to address things that are more, um, like, I don't know, like sad or emotionally, uh, pulling, if you will, is because I'm a therapist. <laughs> and so as a therapist, people tend to come to me when there is a problem. And so a lot of things or things that I talk about, are in line with what I already do. And so that's why uh, even if you see someone else and maybe they're talking or maybe they're a coach, or I don't know, a motivational speaker, my approach may be different. I may talk about things that uh, are emotionally, you know, uh, wounding and, 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 and sad and give you solutions because that's the vein by which I see people, all right? Today we'll talk about envy. Now, I have talked about this a lot. I actually wrote a book um, uh, called The Accuser and it is actually now a free book. So if you have purchased it, unfortunately, uh, we will not be issuing refunds, okay? Because it's through Amazon and and uh, other publishers. But uh, it is now free. And that is a digital download. And so you can go to my website at www.drsamariacobert.com and just type in the link that says, go to the, I think the end of you'll see all these links, uh, digital products, whatnot, but you will hit the link that says free ebook. You hit that link. You give me your email address and it'll go automatically to your email. Now, for someone who don't get it, you may have to check your spam box because I try to change it. Um, and for some reason, it just automatically goes, it just registers as spam, even though technically it's not. Okay, but that is free, the digital. Now, if you want to order a copy, the paper copy, obviously you have to pay for shipping and the actual copy of the book. But if it's free, I just why not just get it for free, right? So let's talk about envy. Now I've done like a lot of different topics on this and most of the time I've combined jealousy and envy, but I wanted to do another one. The topic hit me again and I just deal with God leads. I wanted to focus more on uh, just envy because envy is a little bit different from jealousy and how you should deal with that. Uh, I deal with in my private practice, uh, a lot of people who are in leadership positions and um and they experience certain emotional wounds and one of the core ones is that you will experience oftentimes is the betrayal that happens as a result of someone who is operating under envy 
And envy, even oftentimes, we tend to combine the two to be the same. They are actually not. Uh, jealousy is when someone has a disdain or a dislike for something or some possession or the favor that has been released is a slow dislike. Remember, unchecked, right? Unchecked. Jealousy leads to envy. Envy is a deep-seated hatred. So now I just can't not like you. I am going, or not I'm, not I'm, but they're going to do something about it. Ultimately, envy is a demonic spirit. In the beginning, uh, Lucifer, who was really an angelic angel over the praise and worship team in heaven, uh, he began, as the story goes, um, to envy. He uh, noticed that as he played his instruments and as he did the works that he did, no one worshipped him. They all gave glory and honor and praise to God because as obviously he he's God. We, God is God. We're supposed to praise him, not Lucifer. So Lucifer said to himself, why aren't you praising me? And he desired to be worshipped. And so he thought, if I can just take God off his throne, I can put myself in that position. I can be God. I think it was in Ezekiel, it says, I can be like God. But uh, all of us, if we have a heart, we want to reflect the heart of our father. So it wasn't saying like in the sense of, let me be like you in adoration and worship. It was more like, I want to be you. And I'm going to teach you that um, when people are motivated by that envious spirit, they don't actually like you. They want to be you. They don't like themselves. And they think if I can dethrone you, if I can take you off of your position, your favor, your authority that God has released to you, I can put myself in a position in that position it's not going to happen but it is a demonic agenda so i'm going to give you 10 points and again let me give you this god know i'm rambling but it's my chantel <laughs> um the goal is not to stir a mess but the goal is to really help you heal and the goal is that you handle things and handle life in the ugly sides of things and being successful you handle that with grace with kindness, with forgiveness, and that you don't become the thing that tried to take you. And I'm going to teach you this, that oftentimes if you don't check, if you don't, because you can't change other people. I've said this and I've learned this through the, the hard knocks of life. You cannot change how someone feels about you. They've already determined in their mind. You can change their how they interact with you but you can't change their opinion about you you can only make choices that are going to be in line with what you should do and how you should but you can't change they, they already they, they have already decided and it's not your job to fix people or change people to help to give them their own identity right so but so you can get to a place where regardless of the the hurt and the pain um that these betrayers have 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 um, have tried to throw at you, you can get to a place where you're so healed, it doesn't affect you. 
it's one of the costs of being chosen. I wrote a book called the um, uh, Chosen to Lead, Learning to Lead, uh, Grace to Abound, Broken Trying to Lead. And I talked about, and I've, I've written so many books about leadership as far as the process. I, I, re, I write a lot about, I, I write more about the process than the actual promise. Okay, as you do. And there's certain pr painful processes that you have to go through, but you will find envious people. And it's never, it's never, it's never, the people that really, uh, really go ham and really operate under this demonic agenda, it's never the people, it's never strangers. It's, it was, it was more than likely the people that were next to you. Okay. So, and I'm, I'm not going to be able to cover it all. Like I said, get that book, um, the accuser, but I'm just going to give you a few points. Uh, and then this is in no particular order. One, it always starts as subtle. Now, remember this. Someone who has a spirit of envy has, it's been there a long time. It's rooted in their own brokenness. Sometimes it's been rooted in their own childhood, their own lack of, of, of identity. It's been there all along. When they meet someone that is successful, it's not that eventually uh, it, it, it grew and became that way. No, they were good at hiding it. And so what happens when we talk about uh, recognizing red flags, you will slowly start uh, the Holy Spirit saying, huh, don't reveal all to that person. Don't, 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 mm, this ain't, this ain't it. Uh, I've had times as I've, as my ear has, has been trained for the sermon at time, I'm just sitting with somebody or they just walk into a room and, and, and the sermon has the same as pessimism, not the same as jealousy and envy and all that kind of stuff. Uh, 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 or, you know, cause if, if you, if you are already operating under the spirit of jealousy and you are going to discern something wrong with people, uh, it's not paranoia, but I've had times where, uh, I'm just, just there. And God says, mm -mm. Mm -mm. never ignore your Holy spirit. I've had times of people who really betrayed me. I never forget one time I was sitting there and I heard the whole, the voice of the Holy spirit say, you know, they're not jealous of you, right? Oh no, no. Me, I'm you know, I'm super saved. And sometimes to appear apart all things are poor. So you don't see yourself as someone who is that important or someone that should be envied because you don't care. Like you can have nice things or a nice car or whatever, or nice whatever, but it doesn't because you're not your heart is not in stuff or in positions or in prominence. You don't see it from that vantage point. But they see it. And I'm gonna tell you though, some people don't like you. They don't. They like the, they they like your stuff. They like they see you as a resource. So, which is why you should use the sermon to begin with. But remember, the Holy Spirit was revealed. It's always, but when you're really in relationship with someone, it's it's subtle, and you have to consider uh, a way to determine if this is a language, how they talk, what do they talk about? Is it superficial? When someone is jealous and envious of someone, they are always talking negative about other people. They tend to have a victim mentality. What such and such is done for me. And you can discern that they're resentful, they are bitter, and they are stuck. And they also don't take responsibility for their own actions. Um, I remember people that I've I've known that came against me. It's like, it's it's always somebody else's fault. But you, you start learning fairly on because uh, people who are envy, I'm going to tell you something about what they try to do. They try to impress you. And they're always talking. talking. Don't be a talker. Be a listener. Be slow to speak, quick to listen. You, you're good discerner. I'll give you an example. I remember I went to a, um, I was, this is ooh, many moons ago. I probably even started on private practice. I wasn't even living in Greensboro. I was living in Cary. And I, I started this new job. 
And um, it was one of those jobs that, you know, it was a call center, honey, it wasn't, it wasn't gonna work. <laughs> but I never forget, there was this young lady there and we just happened to sit next to each other. We were all in training at the same time. And and out of nowhere, now mind, she just met me. We were friends. Um, someone that she used to work with, like maybe two rows up, she said, yeah, mm-hmm, Sylvia, I used to work with her. And uh, and so I telling all these negative things about her. Now, at that time, I remember this is years ago, I was very passive. I remember looking at her like, I don't know you and I don't know her. Why are you telling me about her? And so you have to be careful because of someone, that's a, that's a huge sign that people tend to overlook. They start name dropping. This person did it to me and that person did that. But let me tell you what I heard about this. See, when you are really who you said you are, you in the business of minding your own business. It's not that you don't see what's going on with other people, but you're not really totally invested in the lives of someone else to the point where it's infecting or affecting how you move in your life. Watch this. Keep it moving. So you have to, when you start noticing small things, remember the scripture said little leaven spoils a whole loaf. And so you really have a hard time. Uh, if you really look at the people who are really, really rooted in that spirit of jealousy and envy, um, they have a bitter root, but you started off really discerning it, but we tend to um, minimize, oh, it's not that bad. Oh, I rebuke that thought in the name of Jesus. Yeah, Jay Blow was never be, she would never be envious of me. That's not cutting. I've known her all my life. Well, she said she loved me and all that kind of, uh-uh. and he or she, because men can be envious too, by the way. So again, they already had a jealous nature. Again, I, I, where there is, where there is jealousy, there's envy, but watch this, there's gossip, there's betrayal, there's um, resentment, there's bitterness, um, there is pride. And so as you're discerning, people can say, be saying the right thing and your spirit saying, huh? But it's a slow drift. But it was there all along. That's why you got. This why you really got to discern. You're not gonna be able to avoid all of life's pains, but there are some things in life that you 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 can avoid. Have we just leading or uh, listen to the, the leading of the Holy Spirit, right? So they already had that jealous nature all along. They just were good at hiding it. But eventually, it's very difficult to hide these things long term. Point number three. Now this is this is crazy. Now if, if think about it, uh, those of us who mature, if if we don't, there's something we're just not gonna click with their personality. Like I can generally get along well with anybody, but there's some people that I'm not gonna necessarily gel with as far. Like if it's a working relationship, I have to work with you. But some people, with certain personality types, I'm just not gonna click well with. I don't click well with loud people. People always have something chaotic going on. They always gotta be going here and then everywhere. I don't necessarily click well with them. in a work environment. If I was working. For someone else, I would, you know, for the sake of the team, obviously take one for the team. And get, but people that I that would I would want around in my personal life, you can't just be somebody that's just kind of all over the place. Um, but watch this: they try to get close to you. Watch this: people envious, they get close to you. Watch this, but but catch this: this the motive. They really don't want to learn from you. They don't. They'll say they do, but they really don't. They want to be you. Listen to me. Listen to me, y'all. They want to be you. They want to be you. And uh, and they think the more I can get closer to you, I can be. Because they start off as secret fans, believe it or not. Lurkers. 
they don't want to they don't want to they don't want to uh, learn from you they don't want to glean from you. they don't even really really want to help you they want to be you and this is why people are envious have no sense of self and so if you really are looking at somebody a, a friend of me who who who's someone's positive themselves the more they hang around you it's almost like they lose it's like they they it's, it gets it, i can't explain it gets really weird like they start taking on your nature and what you like to do and in some ways if you're hanging around somebody right and um they have a sense of self there's certain things they may introduce you to a new area of life they may introduce you to new experiences and uh, a new palette so let's say if you will if you go to different restaurants or new experiences and that person says oh i like that or i didn't like that or you just experience you're just learning but that's one thing but it's another thing when someone starts trying to be you that i was having a conversation with someone years ago and she said yeah i had a best friend and all of a sudden like everything that I wanted to do what I had dreams about. Now, all of a sudden, you got dreams about. The people that really envied me, they literally tried to do the exact same thing that, I, that I'm doing. Not successful at it. And I'm not a bragger. I'm not like, oh, look at me. And I'm I never brag. Like, you don't see me posting numbers. You don't really don't. You see me posting things really about my business because I'm obviously I'm trying to market and advertise like the next person, but I'm not really a core bragger. Like I'm better than anybody else. And I did it. But the people who are enemies of you, if you notice, they start taking on your characteristics, what you like to do. And they slowly start trying to be you or they're trying to impress you. Ladies and gentlemen who are single, you know, this thought, like if you are someone like me and you're known to be a, a like a solid Christian, now all of a sudden you meet them and they quote every scripture, they talk about how good God is. And all. It's like, hmm. hmm. And it's like, it's nothing wrong with it, but are you, is that coming from the posture of your own heart or are you trying to impress me? It's an envious spirit that tries to get next to you. That it's almost like they want to get information from you. And again, the Holy Spirit. So the more and more they hang around you, which is it gets real weird, they take, they, they take on you. They start talking like you. They want to be like you. They want to be seen the way that you're you're being seen. They want your favor. They want your this is why I say sometimes people don't want, sometimes people look at. Um, progression and success and they think who I can get next to but they want to be you and it's like the envy part of it is plotting and planning how they can actually do that okay after they can't be you because what you how what you what you do in life they make you make it look easy because it's your grace when you are in your grace space right and you're flowing in God and in the favor of God there is work behind it but you're not you're not um, you're, you're under grace. And so things that people can accomplish it may take years. You, you go like that. And we all have, I call it a superpower. That superpower is, is that thing that God has endowed unto us. And once we sharpen our gift, we become really, really, really good at that. Um, you just sharpen your, your sword and you become really, really good at it. And so, um, some people envious behind the scenes, they're thinking, Oh, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And eventually they go from wanting to be you to competing with you. And it's like suddenly anything you can do, I can do better. Now, if you're the person that's the recipient of it, you're not trying to compete. Like for me, 
And I'm not bragging like I'm better. I don't compete with anybody. Like I can generally see people who are more successful than me, who are more known than me. And it doesn't take away from me. I can generally look at you and say, yo, you dope. I can look at another therapist. There's another therapist that I admire so much out of Charlotte. I, I think she's amazing, amazing, way more successful than me as far as being known. But I'm thinking, man, she's dope. Like, yo, I bought people her books and everything. I'm not trying to compete with her because I got my own book. I got my own workbook. I have my own practice. We're doing the same, similar things. I think she's amazing. There's, I don't look at somebody and think, huh? Mm. <sighs> I don't look at anybody and I want to be jealous and envious of them. Not bragging. But someone who is jealous and envious of you, it's like your success in their eyes is an indictment against them. They slowly start wanting to compete with you. And it's very subtle. I remember, and I gave this example probably a few teachers ago, because I teach on this stuff all the time. Um, I was in a room with somebody, right? And I, like I said, I don't walk up to them like, I'm Dr. Samaria. As a matter of fact, I don't even introduce myself with Dr. Samaria. The only time I do is really all my books, um, probably uh, if you call my office or something like that, um, things like that. But that's really it, because I've always been more like Samaria. So I just introduce my clients as Samaria. Plus, I don't want them to think they're meeting with a psychiatrist. It just gets real confusion. I'm not, I'm a PhD. So I don't walk up to him like, yeah, I'm Samaria, I'm a boss. Yo, y'all got to see me, announce me, but I don't care. I don't care. Um, But I'm walking to a room and this is how you know, and the person is in a, in a very underhanded way talking about me. Well, I'm successful too. And I got a business too. And I got this too. And I'm like, well, oh, oh. And I loud, I'm there. Like, you understand what I'm saying? And so it was more like a slow shade. Like, you trying to tell me, me too, me too, me too. Okay, cool. Like, okay. But the truth of the matter is, not bragging, the person didn't actually have a business. The person was not actually successful in business. The person, see, I'm not hype. I'm, I'm, I'm all game because I got receipts. Like, I really have an office. I really do. Like, I really do have a degree. Like, my, I, you could go to my website and count my books. Not, not No bragging, y'all. But I'm not the type of person that walks into a room and like, yeah, I'm successful too. And I got books too. And I've written this too too. I've never done that. But you notice, you slowly start saying, hmm. You start sharing good things. Oh, look, I got this new contract. Or God bless me in this business. And like, oh yeah, me too. And I got a business too. Or you know the slow shade like, oh. <laughs> you kind of watch that slow shade. That's a spirit of envy. You're like, mm. oh, you got a new car? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't even want the thing. They don't even want it till you got, like you got a Honda, they got a, you know, you may get a Toyota, they got a Honda. They mad because you got a Toyota. Like it could be envy. Envy is a spirit. And it doesn't have, now let me cl- clarify that you don't have to be known and you don't have to be successful on paper, anything. They're envious of how people see you. They're envious of the fact that you're pretty and they don't have a good sense of themselves. They're envious. It, it could be anything. Uh, you could have nothing. And they're still, still you can be in a one-bedroom apartment with a hoopty car. And they have elevated you up in their own minds. And there's something about you that they're envious and jealous of. And again, we, we're, we're going to give you scripture. Okay, and I'm going to for those who experienced the betrayal of that help you to heal. It's not to 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 just you know feed the ego, so to speak. 
right? There's a Christian way to handle these things. You don't want, you don't want people's, um, uh, hidden hidden agendas against you to to prosper. Okay, so they want to compete with you. They minimize your successes while being envious of your favorite. Oh, how's your little business? How's your little church? How's your little car? Oh, you ain't got all that life. She ain't really got a business. He ain't really got no new car. He ain't really got no more. Like stuff like that. They they just minimize. Oh, they ain't really. Girl, they ain't, they ain't, it ain't all that hype. They minimize. But they're secretly envious of your favor. I know her. Let me, let me tell you the real truth, honey. I walked up and they wasn't all that. She had a little tiny artwork. They minimize. But the people who are envious, you got more than them. Okay. Uh, they give you a wicked wisdom. So you notice that with someone you're in relationship with, someone who's, who's secretly uh, envious of you, again, it is the hidden agenda to bring you down to size. So everything that you say and do, they're going to turn to a negative. Oh, I wouldn't do, and they're going to pretend as if I'm just concerned. Oh, I wouldn't do that if I was you. That don't even make sense to me. Or the last time I tried, I'm just trying to tell you. They have a fear and they project it onto you, but it's really like uh, a wicked kind of wisdom. Like, I don't, they want you to be, because they are jealous and envious of the people. They want you, they, they want you to feel the same way about other people. So I don't know if I can trust that person. So people that generally you should trust or people that really generally are for you. Some who is envious will try to put bugs in your ear about negative, about positive people, but taking or deflecting the, uh, deflecting their behavior uh, off of them so that means they're the ones who projecting it but they will tell people that really are for you have good counsel who good who, who give you good wisdom who really do love you for who you are they're going to tell you these people are against you they give you a wicked wisdom uh, and, they, and they're going to phrase it as discernment and remember discernment still comes with god's peace when you are discerning you're not it's not envy it's not paranoia it's not jealousy it's not envy you really are calling a thing a thing. And when you're really truly discerning from the eyes of God, you don't want to think negative about somebody. You just, your spirit is discerning something. It's not the same. Okay. When someone is envious of you, they have false accusations against you. False accusations. They think that they deserve to be where you are. Remember this. I got to say it again. Write that point down. People who are envious of you, they think that they deserve to be where you are or that your successes are unwarranted, that you did not work for it and you do not deserve it. They deserve it. Or you were just handed that degree. You were just handed that business. You were just handed that ministry. You just handed it to me. But I had to work hard. No, 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 no. You don't have to prove who you are to anybody. I'm going to head myself as far as how to deal with it. But they think that you don't deserve the favor that's been released upon your life. And they come with false accusations. As a matter of fact, turning your word to, I'm just reminded of first Kings. Hold on, let me make sure I got the right scripture. Cause it just, it just hit my heart. Um, is that, am I going to the right one? Bear with me y'all. No, the second Kings, right? Let me just make sure I got it. Correct. No. 
I'm going to get it, y'all. Give me one minute. It just came to me. So I got to make sure I'm getting it to the right, getting y'all to the right scripture that I'm talking about. All right. So first, a sandwich, excuse me, uh, chapter 16. As you know, uh, this is something that people tend to miss. Uh, so David was appointed uh, king at this time. Uh, the prophet Samuel was sent to, to Jesse's house. And um, none of the sons that showed up to the dinner were chosen. David, who was initially rejected, still out in the field tending sheep, was the one that was chosen, right? So he's chosen. Watch this. Um, let's see here. Okay, hold on. Let me just look. Okay, so people will be envious of you just because you've been chosen. Now, okay, so first King, first Samuel was seventeen. Uh, after a while, so David goes back to the, to to tending sheep. But after a while, his father Jesse, and I'm paraphrasing, says, "Listen, uh, your brothers they've gone out to war. I want you to go and take some dry dried grain and some loaves, and then run it to your brothers." So that's first Samuel seventeen seventeen. Excuse me, y'all. So David, according to verse eighteen, did as he chose, as he was as he was instructed. He comes up to one of his brothers. The brother's name is Eliab. Well, to give you the backstory, this is where Goliath shows his big head. He's threatening people and he's being intimidating and things like that. David goes up to uh, to find out what's going on here. Who was this who dared to defy um, the, the Lord of our gods? Okay. So he walks up to his older brother, Eliab. Now, Eliab, mind you, is the one who apparently thought that he was supposed to be chosen, but he wasn't chosen. David was chosen. First chapter 17, verse 28. Now Eliab, his brother heard when he spoke to the men and Eliab's anger was arised against David. And he said, why did you come here? And with whom you left those few sheep in the wilderness? Again, minimizing. Why are you, why are you here? He's basically says, and where are you little sheep at? Same people now. Where your little business at? Where your little ministry at? Why are you here? Where's your little such and such at? You understand? This is this is envy here. And then he says this. Um, uh, so I, I, and whom have you left your those few little sheep in your wilderness? Every time I gotta put like little, you little, you little, you little. And then Eliab says this. I know your pride. And the insolence of your heart, for you have come to see the battle. He's saying, I know you. Again, this is projection. Watch this. And this is him putting what's in his heart on David. He's accusing David. Yo, you, first off, you're full of pride. First off, where's your little sheep? And you why, why are you here? You just came down here to see a show. And, and I know your pride. I know that you got envy in your heart. You just came down here to see a battle. So what he's doing is he's projecting the envy and the anger in his own heart. And he said, David, this is what you're experiencing. And then he says, oh, why have you come here? You just came here to see something. People who are envies of you do the exact same thing. They feel like they should have been chosen. They minimize your success, your little something. And they project, you are the one that's prideful. You're the one that's envy. You're the one that's jealous. And there's nothing further 
from the case. Let me read this one more time, y'all. I know I'm taking my time. Let's go with me here. That's just the word. That's just the word. I want to read it from the, uh, that, I read that from the New King James Version. I'm going to show it to y'all in the um, New Living Translation. Okay, let's see here. So we said 1 Samuel 17, 28 verse. Give me one minute, y'all. 28th verse. Look, look at what the 28th verse reads. And these men, but when the oldest brother Eliab heard David talking to the men, he was angry. So David was just saying, what's going on here? Why is this giant coming against uh, our people? Uh, and Eliab said, again, New Living Translation, same verse. What are you doing around here? Like, why are you here? He demanded. What about those few sheep you're supposed to be taken care of? You ain't supposed to be here, he basically said, even though they, David already had um, instructions from his father. Then he says this, I know all about your pride and your deceit. So your pride for anger. This is an accusation against David. David didn't do anything wrong. You just want to see a battle, he says. Uh -uh, it's not true. His father already told him to come down. And that's why he was there in the first place. And David replied, verse 29, let's go back to New King Jersey. What have I done to you now? He says, look at it, read it, y'all, read it. Uh, what? And David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? Then he turned to from him uh, towards another and said the same thing. And these people answered him and said the first ones and answered him as the first ones did. So guess what David did? David, he wasn't tripping. David said, What I did to you now? I was only asking a question. And he walked he walked away. So this is what happens. Eliab had a habit of this. You ever meet people? I can't even what 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 do I do now? You got a problem? Now I didn't just I came here. My father told me to come here, drop this braid off. I'm just asking somebody a question. I wasn't even asking you the question. Now what you got a problem with? These are people who are jealous and envious of you. I may have the part to this, okay? So they come with false accusations. Read First Samuel chapter seventeen, chapter seventeen, okay? First Samuel seventeen. Just read it. Read sixteen and then seventeen and give you context. Whenever you're studying the Bible, this is just side note. Don't just study one or two verses or the verses in front and the verses behind. Study the if you can't study the whole text, but really study uh, to understand. Give it context. Study the surrounding scriptures, right? So remember, it is hard to hide envy and jealousy after a while. It's hard. Eventually, what happens is what, what they have hidden in their heart will come to light. Uh, oftentimes, people are envious of you. They don't, they don't actually like you. They pretend because they see you as a resource. And this is why someone who's really rooted in that deep, deep-seated envy and bitterness and resentment, you, you, you can go long periods of time without even hearing from them. We're best friends, but you don't hear from them in months. Because they only see you as a resource. They're not calling you, checking on you, see how you're doing. They're not calling, hey, let's go hang out. Because they're not there because they like you as a person. They're there because you're a resource. Whatever that resource is, if you're, if you're paying bills, if you, are, if you have influence, if you are successful in some way, they see you as someone who's on the come up. I'll never forget, because I got to the point where I just pray about the people that I allow in my life. And I was praying about a potential, just a friend, like a good godly friend, uh, and we were real cool and I a bomb person. And uh, I was just saying, okay, Lord, we, we, we kicking this real cool. She all right. You know what I mean? Just a good godly, good friend. 
And the Lord spoke to me to Samaria. He wasn't talking about to be friends, but he said, you got to be careful. The people that only are hanging around you for what they can get from you. This is enemies, but they don't really like you. And matter of fact, sometimes they're offended by your righteousness. They're offended by the people who actually like you. They don't like you, the person. They're going to pretend because you are their resource. This is why I'm going to tell you in the end, you got to cut people off. Eventually, uh, it, it that enemy continues and it, it leads to deep, deep-seated hatred. Remember that jealousy is, is you don't like some of the possessions, but envy is like when you start plotting and planning, you're going to do something about it. They're going to do something about it. And this is why um, I talked about in that book, the, the accuser, but I talked about how they start gossiping about you behind the scenes. They start false witnessing. I said this and uh, they they will begin to, to declare things about you and about your character that are not true. There'll be a false witness. She said this and she said that. And he said this and, he, and you never say anything like that. Again, it starts off subtle and then they start making moves in that direction. Smear campaign. These are the people that go around your mutual family, your friends, the people that care about you and they start smearing your name. And then it gets real bad to go to social media on you. Let me tell you about what happened to me about such a smear campaigns are always rooted in the spirit of envy. There's no such thing as a mission, a ministry of, 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 um, of, 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 of unveiling people's secrets. Okay. They start smear campaigns against false witnesses about you. Okay. They change. They can't change the favor of God on your life, but they will try to change how people see you. If you're in covenant relations with people, remember I said about covenant relationships and be careful who you have in your ear because you give a demonic spirit, legal right and legal access to be there. But what happens is if you're in a covenant relationship with these types of people, out of that spirit, they will try to control you, manipulate you and, 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 and exert dominion over you. Okay. Um, when they are not successful again, they try to change how people see you. Okay, so what should you do about it? One, don't fight fire with fire. Do not become like them. Don't have to prove yourself or your work to anybody. I would encourage you to meditate on Psalm 37, the entire text. Now, I'm going to read just maybe the one one or two verses. Well, let me just go through one through four. One or two, one through four in the New King James Version, but any version of scripture that you read this book from is going to be good. It says, watch this. And, and, and David was talking um, to other fellow believers, believe it or not, who had a faith in God. He said, do not fret because of evil doers, nor be envious of workers of iniquity. Why is this happening? Why, why, why? Because if you're not careful, initially people who are, who are, motivated by the spirit of envy they initially appear to be successful they initially appear to be successful in their plots and the plans against you and if you're like me god will tell you shut your mouth don't try to defend your honor don't give them any play just keep being in god's grace and it can be very difficult when you see people operating under that demonic agenda and they just are sleeping you ever hear about how how can you how can you say you are in love of god and you can mistreat people in such a way and you just still go on with life like it's nothing. I never understood that. But remember, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. And remember, 
Um, you just have to know at the end of the day that God got your back. But there's some people because of their agenda and because they don't have any recompense and there's no negative consequences right away, they'll think they'll just fine. They'll go on with life. So it says, so don't, so the Bible is warning us, it says, don't be, don't, don't be afraid because sometimes they'll threaten you. They'll threaten to expose lies about you. It's not true. Don't be afraid of those evildoers and these workers of iniquity. Because Bible is giving us a promise. Yeah, they'll soon be cut off like the grass and wither like the green or read thir Psalm 37, y'all. It'll give you all kinds of context. And if you really want to be a Bible scholar, okay, read 34, 35, 36 and then 37 it'll be it'll bless your whole life trust in the lord and do good dwell in the land and feed in his faithfulness so don't focus on all the people that come against you in this envious spirit focus on your relationship with god god will give you peace and joy in the midst of trials and tribulations okay don't keep meditating and meditating on the goodness of god delight yourself in god he's gonna he's gonna turn it around Another, the New Living Translation is he will make your innocence radiate like the dawn. He's going to make sure you are innocent and everybody knows about it. Okay, commit your way to the Lord. Trust him and he shall bring it to pass. Now, I want to read Psalms 37 as well. 73, excuse me. That was Psalm 37. Read all of Psalm 73. because I love how David uh, is true and honest about his feelings regarding this matter. He said, truly, Psalm 37, New King James Version, truly God is good to israel to such as a pure heart but as for me watch this my feet almost stumbled and my steps nearly slipped for i was envious of the boastful when i saw the prosperity of the wicked when people who are envious it almost feel like they are prideful about their envy they think that they got one up on you and they have done their dirt and they are successful and they are laughing and being prideful about their foolery. And David said, I almost lost heart because I was, I was, I was living righteously. I, my foot almost slipped. So how many of us have ever experienced that? Yeah, it was painful. Well, what it was, was even more painful was people that did me dirty and they still continue to prosper. And I almost feels like God has forgotten, but he don't, he won't. He said, but, but he said, they, and, and he said that they're, 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 they're boastful, which is a form of pride and they prosper. They can do a count of God dirty and still prosper. Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, David said, but then I went to the same verse 17, 73, read it all of y'all. But uh, verse 17, until I went to the sanctuary of God and then I understood their end. Uh, and then he goes on to say about the goodness of God. But people who are envious and jealous or who are who are who are plotting and planning against you, their demise is set. God has to give them grace and mercy just as much as he gives us. And we can extend it. Don't mean you got to wait a minute. Don't, don't don't go crazy. on. I, I forgive you. You're not going to be besties again, like I said. But he has to give them grace. But he said, I understood that. And once they keep going on, or you cannot mistreat a child of God and get, get away with the Bible's vengeance is mine. I shall repay. So what should you do? Remember, maintain your integrity. Maintain your integrity. Don't try to um, convince people of who you are. They have, they've already been convinced. They're not going to change their mind. Just keep it moving. Keep it flowing. Keep it going. They have, they're not going to change. Keep it moving. The next thing you should do is 
take the broken pieces of your heart to God. God, this hurts. Heal me. Help me, God. Help me to have great. God will give you peace. He'll restore your joy. He will give you more confidence. You will learn that God delights in you. It doesn't matter. people. There's so many blessings. You, God will heal the broken places of your heart. The Bible says he'll, ex he'll exchange my, my ashes for his beauty. You got to make sure you lean on God, right? You know, and, 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 and you know, anyway, okay. So, so maintain your integrity. Keep delighting in God. He's going to give you supernatural strength. Because what happens, people who are envious of you, they are waiting for your demise. But the Bible says, I'll give you, he'll say, I'll, he'll say, I'll, 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 I'll set you, um, he'll say, I'll make your, your enemies your footstool. He's going to make sure that he keeps blessing you and keep blessing you and keep blessing. Nothing that they do can stop you. Can, nothing that that spirit can do can stop you. Only if you stop and keep turning around, trying to try to fix it or try to try to stay in, in the past. Let it go. Forgive. But God got the record. He's going to keep blessing and blessing and blessing and blessing. God does not need your haters to approve his blessing towards you. Maintain your integrity. Give it before the Father. Again, go to therapy and process these emotions in therapy. Don't be called this, that, and the third time. Girl, and again, validation. Make a decision to heal. The healing is a decision. Doesn't mean the the, the pain is going to go away right away, but the, it is a decision. You have to make a decision to heal. Okay, maintain your integrity. Meditate on the goodness of God. Begin to feed your soul with with positive words and affirmations and messages and and, and, and things stop the uh the voice of the accuser in your own head don't allow what other people think about you to redefine your identity and who you are okay you have don't take information and validation from people who don't even like themselves let go of these people you do not have to be in relationships with people who are not for you okay pick up my book the accuser it'll heal your heart and most importantly, begin to tell yourself who you are in God. I am enough. I am a child of God. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Look up my last teaching on, uh, what did I teach on? Anyway, <laughs> what did I teach on? I don't remember. Hold on. Yeah, I'll be working. I'll be working, honey. Okay. It wasn't about resentment. Um, but in that, I begin to say, you break the power of the word curse. Break the power of the word curse. So I did on 10, oh, 10, what is it? Okay, 10 signs you're in a toxic relationship. Most of the people you were in toxic relationships with are envious of you anyway. That's why they got to a relationship with you in the first place. These are narcissistic people. Let me say it again. I said it kind of fast. Most of the people that you were in toxic relationships with or were in toxic relationships with operated on the spirit of envy. They just connected with you out of their envious spirit, not, of their, not out of their love. So that means people who are, can be family, friends, romantic partners, these people all can be envious of you. And that's why they're there. Looking for somebody to use. All right. Um, there's so much more I can say, but I've I've done a lot of work in this area because many people go to therapy for, for this. But anyway, if you want to know a little bit more about me, um or request speaking engagements or have a therapy t shirt or buy more of my books, whether it be digital or in a book. So go to my website at www.drsamaricover.com. Um, if you want to know more about my training courses, www.trainingchristianleaders.com. 
And if you want to know, um, if you are located in the state of North Carolina, I do accept most assurances in the state of North Carolina. Do not DM me. I do not communicate via any social media. Go to www.kingdomcreativecouncil.com. I'm going to switch gears slightly again, and I'll continue on some emotional healing stuff. I'm going to talk to you. I don't know if it's going to be next or not, but how God blessed me to have my business. And we are my, I've been in mental health field over 16 years, but I'm part of my private practice seven years ago. And some wonderful things have happened in the area of my practice. I have not shared publicly because I have envious and jealous people. And so when I feel comfortable, I will share the wonderful news. But in the meantime, I will share what I feel comfortable with is how God gave me um, my business. Okay. Another story time. Bye y'all. Bye. And make sure you subscribe. Subscribe to my channel. Bye y'all.